this just goes to show that even if the filming's not great, even if we don't see that much because of the way it's done, even if the colours bleed into each other and they're generally blues and greens and bright golds, even if the sound's not great, when it's a live show and the music is there and the energy is there, and the belief in the songs and the band are there, they can do wonders. And that is the case with this hour or so from XTC Rock Palast in Germany from 1982 in support of the English Settlement album. It's just great to hear. It's a band who are who know what they can do, who know they can deliver these songs, and with a front man who, bear in mind, was to apparently be the catalyst for XTC stopping touring because of apparently um, serious stage fright in the next few weeks from, from this gig. Andy Partridge is really in control of this. He's acting out this stuff. He's smiling through this. He's really at home on this stage, or seems to be. And he also seems to um, get some catharsis from this. But let's talk about the songs that are here. Because this is a moment in time, really, isn't it? And as far as I'm concerned... um, English Settlement was a sort of transitional album. It's an album which um, takes them away from their earlier new wave, twitchier roots to a kind of more bucolic countryside and deeper musical feel. So you've got both kinds of songs really um, on show here. We rip through right from the beginning with Respectable Street. Partridge looks delighted, Andy Partridge looks delighted as he's acting this out. Really big smile on his face. The the, the backing vocals are great, they cut through as well. But you've also got some light and shade here. This is that the bands, the the crowd seem to really enjoy the raucous, um, I suppose louder, more energetic songs. But stuff like Runaways is just, has such light and shade. It really lulls you and brings you in it's got some dynamic to it and just as beguiling as hearing it on disc record cassette whatever Jason and the Argonauts is just as beguiling as it always was that lilting melody really brings certainly me right into that music And great also to hear um, a twitchy, again, a twitchy uh, burning with optimism's flames. It has a real energy here. You know, really, um, it really kicks in. They really almost can't bring that back. And and, and this is the feeling you get with Andy Partridge here. He's almost too much. You know, when when they sing Making Plans for Nigel, it's sharper than it is on disc. But you know, when you, uh, and of course, it's not sung by 
by Andy Partridge, of course. You saw my Colin Moulding, but you've got the backing vocals with uh, Andy Partridge, and when he comes in there, he's so keen to do them and to give energy to them that it almost unbalances the whole thing. He's very keen to to get out among us, you know. He's a sort of... Um, he feels like a kind of Victorian barker here. Feels like some real showman here, and that... that works really well. He, he takes it right out to the audience who uh, are a mixture of um, really keen and really not wanting to show they're really keen. <laughs> Unfortunately, what this program does is tend to show a lot of a lot of the um, one section of the crowd who are seeming not to show that they're that keen, particularly one gentleman with a lovely wispy moustache. However, this is the early 80s we're talking about. And Partridge really, again, is really enjoying himself, really going for this. There's a real swing on ball and chain. It's such a simple song. And yet they really lock together with this and have a real, a real, um, a real fine time with this. There was a real groove on it. That's not the case with Sergeant Rock, which is one of those songs that almost sounds too much. Andy Partridge is going for this so much that it almost sounds like he's treating it with a bit of irony because he's pushing the the guttural uh, voice vocals that he can do, and you know, and and adding so much character that it almost feels as if he's not really. He's sending it up. Slightly, I know he's not, but he's so keen to get this and so energetic and infused with the feel of the gig. It seems to me that sometimes it's just a little too much. But you know, when you've got songs like this and sensors working overtime, which although the sound is a little thin and a little, to use, I'll use the word wibbly. I think you'll know what I mean on this track. It's. It delivers that lovely lead up to the chorus and that fantastic chorus. It it delivers that so well. And you can hear this is a real high point here. So it's, it's an interesting, um, an interesting gig. They finish, they come back on and do Life Begins at the Hop. And that's a huge, um, raucous belt through that song. It takes no prisoners at all. And there are times here, you know, when Andy Partridge just screams. It's that catharsis thing I'm talking about, you know. It's real, a, a real um, let out of pent-up energy. Nobody moves around very much. The stage isn't that massive. But Andy Partridge is a, is a real focal point, you know, in shirt and braces and... The only one who's really dressed up for the occasion will be Colin Moulding, who's got a nice, um, a nice uh, collarless shirt and good double-breasted jacket. Very nice, isn't it? In a sort of cerise, it seems like. But, you know, Andy Partridge came to fight. He came to fight these songs and deliver them sweating and breathing hard at your feet. He goes through it here, but he enjoys himself doing it. And it's wonderful to see, you know, I've not seen this before. And it's it's just great to see a man who really loves what he's doing and can really do that and 
really loves to get in the, in the middle of these songs and rip them apart so that you can see the beating heart of these songs. It's a five out of five for me because although the production quality is low and the reproduction quality is low, this band are fabulous, the songs are great and they're a real... You can't take your eyes off any of them, particularly Andy Partridge. He's, he's a dynamo here. And that's not something I would have expected, given the myth about not touring and all that. So if anybody hasn't seen it, and I suspect fans will have done, I'm coming to this sort of thing late, I know that, and discovering them. But this really shocked me. And if Partridge wants to talk about no thugs in our house, it seems that there are a few on that stage. And quite right too. Ta-ta.